We got some. Uh, damn it. Fuck. I fucked it up again, buddy. Ryder having gay sex in the mystery machine. <laughs> Come on, Shaggy. We're going bug chasing. <laughs> bug chasing? Bug, dude. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you said, but I said you said bug chasing. Right, right to catch AIDS. Daphne, you reverence. Well, we finally did it. You don't have to hear us talk about it on the side roads anymore. We're going full course. Waco. And I am Geico. <laughs> I wish there was a gay complex. A gay complex? Yeah, dude. But what about a, a gay company, dude? Geico. Geico. <laughs> That's who makes the gay. Yeah. But I'm saying there's like Why a are you fucking brandishing at me, dude? What do you mean? You're brandishing. Oh, because you're talking about the gay shit. So you got a knife out yeah, just in I'll case. <laughs> well, I felt threatened earlier because we were talking about Italian shit, and I was like, "Fuck, dude, I'm never gonna get this knife out." You're not gonna ever give that a rest. Yeah, never. Nobody else is either. Yeah, they are. People know what they know. <laughs> the thing is, Hitler was right about a lot of shit. You can tell a lot. I don't of even genetics. kind of look Italian, dude. What do you mean? <laughs> in what way? You got fucking Mario's nose. I'm six four. Yeah. That automatically discredits. You're a Giuseppe piece of shit. <laughs> Giuseppe? Yeah. That's a Jewish. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping you away from me. I'm social distancing you with a blade. That's a, <laughs> That's not a very big There's one. There's nothing Italian-y about me, dude. Oh. What do you mean? I just watched what you, you smash mean? a whole sausage. You made me a pizza. Yeah. That was like an Italian made. <laughs> I they make even, a pizza, dude. Yeah. You make a great pizza. A mimic. Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, I do. You came from the place. <laughs> the boot? Yeah. Nah, man. <sighs> I wouldn't be mad if I was. I fucking know. <laughs> dude, it's not true. There's nothing Italian about it. I got light hair. Uh-huh. Light hair? Yeah, dude. My hair is light. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it like is. Like blonde? No, it's light. Because the thing is, it's blondish. Get the fuck! I'm looking at it. It really, man. yeah. I know you are, yeah. but you don't. I'm telling you, dude. Like that's what hairstyles would call the hair is like dishwater blonde. Dishwater blonde. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. Do they also call Italians that? It's always around <laughs> some dishwater and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. But there's just nothing. I'm not. I mean, Italians have black hair. Mm-hmm. They tan. Yeah, you got fucking sausage lips. <laughs> I got, I do have big pepperoni lips. tits, and dude, your your tits are way weird. You have like bottle tits, dude. Yeah, mine are small <laughs> though. Mine aren't like a meat though. Mine aren't that big. You're a cold cut. Yeah, you yeah. have bottles, dude. That's fine. That's not fine. Maybe they're not Italian. That's you got bottles, okay. bro. But then the other thing is like this. You're fucking, a whole nursery, dude. <laughs> you, you had a pizza in there you for have me. Teats that you totally could have ate some of. Which I'm yeah, sure your you're tits tired. look like a cow bottle. Yeah, no, it's fine. But like, <laughs> then you smashed a bunch of crackers and a big sausage, dude. Yeah, what's so weird about that? But you made sure you had way more crackers to sausage ratio. <laughs> I didn't eat all the crackers, dude. Yeah, but you, but the thing is, you made real <laughs> big slices of sausage. Yeah, where you could have like definitely ate all the crackers. I like meat, dude. The only fucking people that eat fucking Lunchables uh, this as is an stupid, adult dude. is you. You're ruining it this episode. And this is an important episode to me. We're talking about Waco, Texas. Let's get it. 
The Waco siege was a siege of a compound which belonged to the religious sect, the Branch Davidians. It was carried out by American federal and Texas state law enforcement, as well as the literal United States military between February 28th and April 19th, 1993. The Branch Davidians were led by a man named David Koresh, and they were headquartered at Mount Carmel Center Ranch. That is in the community of Axtell, Texas, which is only 13 miles northeast of Waco. Suspecting the group was stockpiling illegal weapons, the ATF obtained the search warrant for the compound and an arrest warrant for the Koresh and a select few of the group's members. When the ATF attempted to serve that warrant, the ranch fought back and an intense gunfight erupted, resulting in the deaths of Four government agents, but six Branch Davidians. The siege lasted 51 days and was ignited by the FBI, who escalated the event with tear gas, which ultimately lit the compound on fire. The Waco Sage siege, Jesus Christ, was <laughs> following the fuck up at Ruby Ridge. Is that a goddamn person up there? That, which Ruby Ridge was sage? What's, cra- yeah. what's, what's crazy is that this is less than a year after Ruby Ridge. Yeah. I mean, went through that whole thing. So I want to tackle the whole thing. The ifs, the ands, the where, the wins, the whys. Because Waco is a big one to me. It's yeah. like a milestone. It's a uh, one of the ones that we're going to spend a lot of time on. Because I've thought I've it's, – it's just been around my whole life. You know, I remember being nine years old in 1993. I remember when it happened – I remember the check-ins on cable news. I remember when they set it on fire. Uh, the guy that married my mom was from Waco. And uh, it, it's always been fascinating to me, the whole thing. And I've talked about it several times on the podcast that it is crazy how much spin the media put on what actually happened. Yeah. And we'll dive more into that because the first episode, I think it would be beneficiary to look at the back history of David Koresh, find out where he came from, who he is, and so that's where we'll start. Before we start that, I just want to announce that we've got a new sponsor, brand new, and it only makes sense for our podcast, BeerBongs.com. You've seen a shotgun beers? I think it's BeerBong.com. No S? No. Great, dude. Well, you sent me the fucking code for it, but you didn't send me the website, so that <laughs> is okay, truly professional. Beerbong.com. How many times have you been out at a party trying to get honkled? Every time. What do you thought? <laughs> <laughs> what do you thought to yourself? God damn, dude. It's taken so long to get honked off of these hams. What you need is a way to expedite the process. You're only supposed to eat on the Patreon, dude. Scoot way away. This is the one time I want you away from the microphone. I got this part under control. That doesn't mean crunch louder, you fucking piece of shit, dude. This is an advertisement. This is the one professional thing we have to do, and you're fucking it up by munching, bro. You can't just not munch for a little bit, dude. If you ever have tried to get buddy level honkled, the only way to get there with a nice cool beer buzz is to smash beers fast. Now, shotgunning is an intricate process that takes years to master. How do you make the hole without spraying yourself? How do you crack the top open? How do you get it down in a smooth fashion without strangling yourself? 
Also, beer bonging is a great way to fucking bypass the bong. Point is, we've got the goods. We've got a way for you to get all the best beer drinking accessories available to man. And we're not talking bullshit accessories. We're not talking about Spencer's gifts, fucking hold them up bongs with tubing. What are, you, what are your major concerns right now if you're going to drink out of a beer bong? Did it come from Wuhan, China? Was it manufactured in China? No. Is it going to lower my tea? Yeah. Is your testosterone going to get lowered? Is BPA going to pollute your fucking immune system? Are you going to get the coronavirus just because you wanted to shoot back a bunch of cools with the boys? Absolutely not. Beerbong.com knows better. Beerbong.com would like to see Buddy drink this. Our newest sponsor, Beerbong.com. Buddy had to take the long route here. He's using a pocket knife. Now, Beerbong.com has such premium BPA-free, assembled in the United States of America, FDA-approved plastics to cram into your beer to expedite them. You don't have to go through the same processes, buddy, but watch how fast Buddy is anyway. You heard the crack? It's open. Less than three seconds. That's how fast Buddy can drink a beer. Now, beerbongs.com. You get half that time. But not beer bong singular. I can't help it, dude. Yeah, I want it. There's so much to talk to about it. But listen, they've got a shotgun keychain. It opens the tab of your beer. You can use it as a bottle opener. It makes it super simple to shotgun beer. You jam it to the side of the can. It makes a perfect regulation size hole every time. If you like Buddy and you do not have... Fingernails, you can use this to crack it open. What I'm most interested in, the shotgun champ, it's a koozie. Put the beer can down in it. It punctures the can. It is proven to be the fastest shotgunner in the world. You can down your beer in 2.5 seconds. We timed Buddy doing one while ago, almost five seconds, and it's incredibly fast. Yeah. Imagine cutting that time in half. Yeah. All of that thanks to beerbong.com. If you want to get honkled like the boys, go to beerbong.com. Find you a nice product to get beer in your body faster and type in DMD20 for 20% off your order plus free shipping. Free shipping is a big deal yeah. because you're going to want a bong that can hold six beers. Yeah. You're going to want a bong that can hold one beer. You're going to want the shotgun champ because you want to be the fastest shotgun. It'll teach you how. And you're going to want to grab the shotgun keychain with free shipping. The beer's free on shipping, them. Bro. Absolutely. The beer's on them. They're, they're allowing you not to pay the shipping so you can go get your six pack yeah. dog. And everything's super reasonable. I mean, they've got the type of beer bong where you can bong an entire six pack. Yeah. We're going to get it and we're going to put it to the I'll test. Put it to the test. They're also going to hook us up with some items for contests. So look out for those. If you're trying to have fun with the boys and you want to get honkled, we're going to come up with a game for it so you can get honkled along with us. How's that sound? The honkler. Like I said, beerbong.com, DMD20, 20% off on all those fine products over there, FDA approved, mostly made in America. You don't have to worry about the coronavirus with them. Yeah. Fucking A. Great job. Thanks. That was good, dude.
I'm good at my job, man. I know you just sit over there and fucking... Burp, 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 burp. But I'm over here, dude. I'm out here. Man, your brain works like the intro music to Curb Your Enthusiasm. What's that mean? Good? Bing, it's great? Bing, bong, 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 bong. You don't even know the theme to it. Oh, no, I'm not now let's you. look into the life of David Koresh. Let's figure out where he came from. How did, how did he wind up where he was at? David Koresh was born Vernon Wayne Howell on August 17th, 1959 in Houston, Texas. His mother was 14 years old, single, left alone. Bonnie Sue Clark and her father, Bobby Wayne Howell, was only 19 years old. Before Koresh was born, his father met another teenage girl and abandoned Bonnie Sue. Koresh never met his father. His mother began cohabitating with a violent drunk. That all sounds familiar to me, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's why I looked away from <laughs> the mic. That could also be my biography, dude. At the same time, yeah. this could definitely be me. Yeah. Man, I wonder how you drink and like, want to beat people, like beat beat your wife and your kids. I have no idea, dude. Because I just want to be mischievous. Yeah, it makes me I, feel great. I turned to a kindergartner. You know? Yeah, I would never want to hurt anybody when I'm drunk. But other times. I was thinking today about psychedelics because I watched that psychedelic documentary on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to watch it. It's though. pretty whack, dude. It's got a lot of sting in it. Uh, Not cool sting. Yeah. That sting. Uh, Pedophile sting. Pedophile sting? He's a pedophile, dude. Have you ever that song that's like, don't stand, don't stand so, don't stand so close to me? Yeah. Do you not know about this? Uh-uh. Dude. <laughs> it's crazy. Is he pounding kids? I'll let you be the judge. Kid pounding? Maybe one of these more loud crackers. Dude, don't eat a cracker. Don't. Why you you have to wait. You you bring a grenade out? No. You don't want me dude, to pull you, ha- you have to wait. Don't be a dick, dude. Don't. D- hey, that's shitty, dude. Don't be shitty. <laughs> I mean, why? I don't understand why. You can't. Well, let me just get don't. it wet. No. Dude, don't eat that cracker. Don't smack your fucking tongue. <laughs> listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is crazy, bro. <laughs> Young teacher, the subject of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside her, there's longing. The girl's an open page. Bookmarking, she's so close now. This girl is half his age. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, dude, and it gets worse. I like how they said long. Yeah, you know that part. Yeah, her friends are so jealous. You know how bad girls get. Sometimes it's not so easy to be the teacher's pet. Yeah. Dude, here's this. Here's one of the sketchier lyrics. Wet bus stop. She's waiting. His car is warm and dry. Loose talk in the classroom. They to hurt. They try and try. Strong words in the staff room. The accusations fly. It's no use. He sees her. He starts to shake and cough, just like the old man in the book by Nabokov, which is Lolita. That's the book, Lolita. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are, oh, dude, does I mean he's got like doesn't don't he's a pedo, dude. Doesn't some like STDs make you cough? Uh, no. The book Lolita, the guy dies. Oh, yeah, because he's a pedophile. Too bad Sting didn't die. Well, maybe it's like an anti-pedophile song. 
I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Sting, dude? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He fucks kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got a chin of sin. Yeah, so anyway, uh, 1963, Koresh's mother left with her boyfriend and placed her four-year-old son in the care of his maternal grandmother, Erlene Clark. Again, this could easily be me. His mother returned when he was seven after her marriage to a carpenter named Roy Haldeman. Bonnie Sue and Haldeman had a son together named Roger, who was born in 1966. Koresh described his early childhood as lonely. Due to his poor study skills and dyslexia, he was put in special education classes, nicknamed Vernie by his fellow students, which that sucks, dude. Just go with Vern, That's pretty bro. much my fucking autobiography. Vernie, yeah, <laughs> yeah I for sure. The- Buddy. But, dude, yeah, I mean, uh, I never got special edited, but I probably could have easily. Yeah, but, Vern, you're on that. Ernest P. World tip, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know enough of what's going on to not care. It sounds about like my life, dude. It's really not too far away. Uh, Koresh dropped out of Garland High School his junior year. When he was 19 years old, Koresh had an illegal sexual relationship with a 15-year-old girl who became pregnant. Now, look. How old is he then? 19. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, listen, guys. That's not rocking, but it's four years. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. 19 and 15, is it dicey? A little bit. If I was working with a 19-year-old who told me they were dating a 15-year-old, I'd be like, hey, look, man, pump the brakes. However, it ain't that weird. Because here's the deal, guys. We're going to get to the bottom of some of the things that David Koresh did. I got no excuse for him. And if you listen to this podcast, you know the only thing in this world that I have no excuse for, no no way to explain it other than you're the worst human being is pedophilia. Yeah. That's the number one thing, making children victims. I think we pretty much feel like they should all die. They should all die. Yeah. And But the point of this is is that David Koresh, and it doesn't matter if you're on the same page as me, like I get it more than anyone else. It's happened to me. I despise it. If you're walking away to eat a cracker, you're a piece of shit, buddy. Um, I fucking despise it. I don't think there could be anything even close to as bad. You know, you're, you're ruined. It's worse than murdering somebody because you're essentially, you know, if you kill a child, it fucks up a lot. But the fact of the matter is, and this is grim and dark, and I'm sorry to be dark and twisted right now, bro, but sometimes if you're a victim of this, it feels like you would be way better. To have just been murdered than to have to deal with this your entire life. But that really is the way it is, man, because you don't the the trauma of these events and the toll it takes on your life, being a victim of pedophilia that is, death's a much easier option. So do I think murdering people's better? No, not necessarily. However, my whole point is I think it's the lowest rung, the bottom of the bottom. But I think that David Koresh and I could be wrong, I could be a hundred percent wrong. But in, in what I understand through going through this biography and this, the standoff that happened is that a lot of the things he was accused of aren't the facts, aren't the facts at all. And that's the issue with Waco and me is that if he was a pedophile, then he deserved to die. But all the people around him absolutely did not deserve to be harmed at all. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue that we're facing here. And then the smear job put upon David Koresh by the media Afterwards, it seems like it could have definitely been to justify the actions that the FBI took against them at the Branch Davidian compound. 
Now, David claimed to have become a born-again Christian in the Southern Baptist Church, and soon he went from that to his mother's church, the Seventh-day Adventist Church. That's where Koresh became infatuated with the pastor's daughter. While praying for guidance, he opened his eyes, and he found the Bible open on its own accord to Isaiah 34, 16. And that stated that none should want for her mate. That convinced him the verse in account with his horniness for the preacher's daughter was a sign from God. Mm. Koresh approached the pastor and told him that God wanted to have his daughter for a wife, which is a pretty fucking bold move. Because number one, yeah. I feel like it's a 50-50 shot. Like, a lot of time, pastors would be like, God spoke to you, let's look into this. However, this pastor threw him out. Yeah. <laughs> and then David contended the throw out, the banishing, and he persisted and persisted trying to be with the preacher's daughter. He became completely expelled from the congregation. In 1981, Koresh moved to Waco, Texas, where he joined the already existing group, the Branch Davidians. Benjamin Roden, who died in 1978, came up with the Branch Group in 1955. He had new teachings that were not connected to the original teachings of another religious group called the Davidians. Koresh played guitar and sang in church services at the Mount Carmel Center which became the sex headquarters outside of Waco. Sex headquarters. Sects. S-E-C-T-S. <laughs> but also, yes, his sex headquarters. Sex he, headquarters. He fucked. Now, that, there's no way to get around that. He did, in, in, in fact, fuck. And here's the deal. Not only did Koresh play guitar and sing there, but he played around town. Yeah. Like, he came up with money for the group a lot of times by playing cover gigs and, and dive bars. And from what I understand... Is that he rocked? Oh, he yeah. rocked hard. Oh, I mean, I've seen a video of him soloing, dude, on a warlock. Yeah, he smacks. Yeah, but I'm talking about cover band wise. I haven't seen a bunch of covers from him, but the word around town was that he was fucking smoking hot. Man, you know what? There's things you could ask your wife when you're that good at guitar. I asked my wife one of those things today, and I'm not good at guitar, and she you're was sure very not. pissed. Yeah, and I said, "Would you suck my pee dick?" Because I just got done. Yeah. She said, fuck you. (laughs) That's a little hostile. Yeah, well, you know, pee dick is bad. Well, my pee dick's bad. Yeah, you'll show up a piss pussy. Yeah, well, I'm talking about, like, I pee and there's drippage. Yeah, what do you do about that drip? I just put it in my pants. You ever push the joint in the back? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do that. But you still got some dribble? No, man, sometimes I'll, like, pee. Yeah. And then I'll push it. Yeah. And I'm thinking I got it all, and I'll pop it back in my pants. And I'm like, God, dude, it <laughs> smells funny. like a geriatric fuck in my car. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my pants have pee drip. Yeah. You know, so you get that pee dick. <laughs> you know they ever wipe, like, dude? My dick? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you ever do like the, you ever do the fucking, I uh, got to get the rest of this uh, 25 cent school popsicle out. You know, where they get the plastic around it, and you got to push up. Yeah. You ever do that to your shaft or you try to get the pee out? Yeah. It feels great. You got to push the, uh, you got to go in between your balls and butthole. I haven't done that. I'll push my balls up. No, you got to go between your balls and butthole. You know how, so think about it this way. The gooch, you got to gooch you? Think about it like this. You know oh, how yeah. under your sink there's that pipe that's like a U shape? <laughs> I like the sink, man. It's tight. 
What? I like the sink. You like the sink? <laughs> the sink site? Yeah, yeah. But you know how there's like that U-shaped pipe? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, if there's a clog, stuff doesn't drain out of there because the shape's the U. So, like, water goes through and out and then also back down and through. Do you know what's real wild about what you're talking about, dude? Yeah. Is in houses? Yeah. They call that the P-trap. They call it the pea trap. There's a pea trap, dude. So you just talk yeah. about you talk about a pea trap. You got to milk the pea <laughs> trap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah, you got to milk that pea trap, dude. So yeah, if you got if you're a dribbler, you got to push up between your tame balls and hit that U joint, dude, where the pea, where the dick, because the dick, dude, it goes way back there, which is what's crazy. Oh, I know. Like man. if you could harvest that power. Dude, that, you know, you want to really do like the dick enlargement surgeries? They just go back and clip something back Yeah, there. I think if you're like a big motherfucker, like even a good way, like I have big ass hips yeah, and like butt to taint ratio yeah, because I'm powerful. Yeah. But I think that hurts your fucking dick size Ooh. because I feel like I got a good two feet of cock in between. Oh, for sure, dude. Like in between where it connects to the, the inner working. Yeah, yeah. But when you get a fucking razor, you can feel that whole thing back there. You're like, why can't I just pull this out, you know? <laughs> no man. Let me type the slinky one. Yeah, know? God robbed us, bro. Yeah. We got all the dick on the inside, dude. That'd be cool like if you came, your whole dick came out of your body and slid yeah. down a staircase and you had to pick go pick, pick it back up, up and reload yeah. it. Yeah, that would have rocked, dude. <laughs> yeah, here I go. What comes on stairs and smokes sluts in pairs, everyone knows it's my dinky. <laughs> <laughs> go diggy go. This is what people hate about this podcast. No, dude, they want to hear about the way serious. more people like that. You're talking, you're talking about like the two people that say they want to hear about the serious part of yeah, David Koresh's fuck fucking life. I watched them burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, he was a, he was a fucking cover musician playing all around town. In 1983, Koresh began claiming the gift of a prophecy. His friend David Thibodeau. Wrote in his 1999 book, A Place Called Waco, which rocks, that David had a sexual relationship with Lois Roden. She was the widow of Benjamin Roden and who was at that time the leader of the cult who, when Thibodeau moved into the house, was in her late 60s. Koresh would eventually begin to claim that God had chosen him to father a child with Lois, and this child would be the chosen one. In 1983, Lois allowed Koresh to begin teaching his own message called the serpent's root, which is the same thing I call that extra dick between my <laughs> nuts and butt, yeah, dude. dude. That's the serpent's root. I, guy yeah, good, I would love for the serpent's root to come out. And this caused a lot of controversy in the group. Lois's son, George Roden, intended to be the Colts' next leader, and he considered Koresh to be an interloper. So it was a like like old-school king shit. If you were born into it, you were automatically the next heir. But no, Koresh came through and fucking smoked his ass. When Koresh announced that God had instructed him to marry Rachel Jones, who, when she married Koresh, took Koresh as her name... There was a period of calm in the Mount Carmel Center, but it was only temporary. In the ensuing power struggle between George and David, George Roden claimed to have the support of the majority of the cult, which forced Koresh and his group off the property at gunpoint. 
Koresh and around 25 of his followers set up camp at Palestine, Texas, which was 90 miles away from Waco. There, they lived under rough conditions in buses and tents for the next two years. During this time, Koresh undertook recruitment of new followers in California, the UK, Israel, and Australia. Think about that, dude. He actually traveled to Israel. In Israel, he claimed he had a vision that he was the mod- that he was the modern day Cyrus, who was the founder of the Achaemenid Empire, which was the original Persian Empire. The founder of the Davidian movement, Victor Hotef, wanted to be God's implement and established the Davidic kingdom in Palestine. What do you got going on over there? I'm just trying to move some shit so I can get the mic closer. Got it. Koresh also wanted to be God's tool and set up the Davidic kingdom in Jerusalem. At least until 1990, Koresh believed the place of his martyrdom might be Israel. But by 1991, he was convinced that his martyrdom would be in the United States instead of Israel. He said prophecies of Daniel would be fulfilled in Waco and that the Mount Carmel Center was the Davidic kingdom. Is this making sense? Yeah, yeah. Got it. But I mean, my thing is like, yeah, what, the prophecy be fulfilled in Texas? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like the place that you grew up in. He's like, I really don't want to move. Yeah, it's like God has yeah. spoken to me at all the bars in which that I rock at. I can remember being a kid and like growing up in the, you know, Southern Baptist church and just like all that shit would make you feel all fucking powerful, you know? Yeah. Like where you're just like, oh man, like you almost feel like a magician because you had God's power just looking up over you. You're doing that the wrong way. Go straight. There you go. Go straight in, dog. You got God sour, dude. You need to worry about running the podcast live. No, oh, man. I'll just make sure you do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I remember just being a kid and being like, man, that song, God, is it awesome? God, he's gay. Yeah. He sucks dick and butt. He creams. That was my favorite. All over gay sluts are God. That was is my awesome favorite God. song. For real? In church, yeah, because I thought, dude, this song really does make me get charged up. And for the Lord. get out there and tell people about God. Did you do that? My parents, no, 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 I didn't do that. But they made me go do this thing called singing. Or you would go, we'd go to like, a, uh, they did a thing called singing seniors. They sang at nursing homes. But we also did that as a youth group. And, man, you did it. Whew. That was great. Yeah. That was a good one. Woo. Yeah, that breathing shit. <clears throat> that's the, that's I'm it. ripped. But I just remember feeling powerful as a kid. For real? Yeah. Like a power. Like, in my mind. It, yeah. Because my dad was always kind of telling Our me, like, God real men love Jesus, you know, that kind of shit. He's going to make you do whatever you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's what I'm saying. But if you're a special type of retard, you can read the Bible and go, the prophecy will be fulfilled. Some in the king's layer of briskets. <laughs> it's like, dude, you know the Lord loves a brisket? Who don't? Texas is the king of briskets, dude. Yeah, dude, that's brisket capital. The thing is, man, okay, well, I'll say this. I like Memphis brisket better. You're a fucking dumb shit, I know, stupid people fucking idiot. People say that, idiots. and I get it. But like, what? Where in Memphis do you like the brisket? I just like uh, I just like that, uh, that style a little bit better. You don't even have a place, dude. Take Memphis is Central's pulled, great. Memphis is pulled pork. Their brisket sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I like brisket. 
Dude, Memphis is pulled pork. Texas is beef. Yeah, no, you're right. So then why do you say that? I don't, I mean, I'm just trying to say something controversial right now. No. You never had good brisket in Memphis. I had some decent brisket. Where? I like Central's brisket, dude. It sucks, dude. That's fine. That's fine. I like their pork. The pork is better. Yeah. Of course it is. It's better. But. Dude, okay. Let me help everyone. Memphis, pulled pork. Texas, brisket, beef ribs. Yeah. St. Louis, Ribs. Yeah. Kansas City. Arkansas. Sucks dick. Arkansas is like a marriage of all that. Yeah. We're in the middle, and most most barbecue restaurants in Arkansas have kind of taken a page from each and every one of them. I, yeah. Well, you know you know what the good news is right now? Is yeah. that I found out McClard's barbecue may not be reopening. Good. It's not it good. It fucking sucks. They suck bad. I don't understand why people Stubbies. like this shit so much. Stubby's bangs, dude. That's yeah. I've had it like five times during quarantine. Yeah, me too. It slams, bro. It's it's. A, I love it, dude. Anyway, they know me by name. People aren't gonna get this. No, they will if they come here because they don't live here. Our buddy Ian was like, "I'm gonna save up some money and come down and hang out." If you do, that was slam, dude. We're gonna take you there. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it is great. Anywho, sorry. But this is how Southerners are, dude. We get revved. Yeah. yeah. You start doing that Q talk, we could do a Q podcast easy. Yeah. I just like, man. But I, I am pissed off that you're trying to be on the fucking outskirts and say that Memphis brisket is better. No, You I'm just need saying, to take it back, well, dude. Let's amend it. I'll take it back. But I'm just saying, like, I I like it. I like their style, the way they do it. They just fuck it up, dude. Because they cook it like they cook pork. You don't cook yeah. beef for near as long. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Man, what the fuck is that place that's in, uh, is it in Austin? Yeah. Franklin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that. Yeah, dude. That's, Franklin that's and uh, La Barbecue. I haven't had La Barbecue yet. Yeah, I mean, those are the two. The La Barbecue guy came from Franklin. Okay, okay. But yeah. anyway, yeah, like, no one wants to hear this shit, but the point is, yeah, Texas is is beef. Texas does sure. beef better than anybody. Memphis does pulled pork better than anybody. St. Louis does ribs better than anybody. Carolina barbecue is okay. Yeah, Kansas sucks. So. Kansas City can suck my fucking cock, yeah. dude. Everyone's like, no, dude, no. I've tried them all. I've been up there several times. People have given me the recommendations. I've done them. And every time I'm just like, this fucking honks. Man. Why do I keep getting sucked into eating barbecue? Is let's there something put, else? Yeah, let's just put it this way. Like, you could come... To Hot Springs to go to that Stubby's place, and it's what it's, oh, it's, it's smokes Kansas and bounds City. smokes Kansas City. Anyway, sorry, it's hard to stop. Uh, <laughs> there's a fucking barbecue place in Little Rock that has forty ounces. It gets me hot, dude. Oh, you know about Sims? Yeah, I love it. Man. Yeah, it gets me hot, dude. But yeah, uh, even more important than barbecue is a cult. The fucking Doomsday Cult. I mean, that's the proper way. This is a Doomsday Cult. And you can kind of see, and I've never said that Koresh is a good guy. He's certainly not that. And this is where things get super weird because as a cult goes, the leader always goes wonky. Uh, They start trying to fuck everybody, and then people don't like that, and so they forward their end-of-the-world agenda. And I don't believe Koresh was a good guy, but I do believe he had the absolute freedom and right to do anything that he wanted to. And if people were stupid enough to follow it, that's just the fucking way it was, you know? And, yeah, exactly. You, what you said about him going back to Texas. Yeah, dude. You think God's going to set up his fucking heavenly kingdom on earth in Texas? Texas? Texas. No. 
Texas is not that great. No. There's but like, you know, it's fine. I'm not a Texas hater. I'm down. Yeah. I'd rather live some of the places there. Not not necessarily than here, but I'd rather live in Texas than New York. Yeah, for sure. I feel like just the short time I lived there, I feel like the men there are uh, like if you have a problem and you can't talk it out, they'll 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 go outside and they'll fight you. They may not be good at it, but they'll do it. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to live. But uh, yeah, it takes sometimes you gotta throw them around. Texas, a little bit. Is not, like if you, I hate the way Texas people drive. Yeah, that's my number one pet peeve. Yeah, they have too much. There's too much alpha energy. Don't hit a fucking brake when you're hitting a curve, dude. Come Never, on, brother. They do that here too. But anyway. That's what we're talking about right now is the Davidic kingdom, which, you know, we haven't explained a lot about Davidian. We'll get more into that, so don't feel lost. It's it's a sect of Seventh-day Adventists. It's a more radical sect of Seventh-day Adventists. Are they vegetarians? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, I mean, they're healthy. Uh, you're supposed to take care of your body and your mind. They're real conservative in a lot of ways, but in some weird ways they bypass it. Uh, and after being exiled to that Palestinian camp, because there's no running water, there's no electricity. Koreshna's followers lived a very primitive existence. 1986, Lois died, and the exiled Branch Davidians wondered if they would then be allowed to return to the Mount Carmel Center. Despite displacement, Koresh now enjoyed the loyalty of the majority of the Branch Davidian community. By late 1987, Roden's support was in steep decline. To regain it, he challenged Koresh to a contest, right? Contest, where two men go at it, mano y mano. Sometimes you got to prove who's better than who. Sometimes it's a game of Farkle. What's Farkle? Rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Sometimes it's a game of Rochambeau. Ooh. Sometimes it's Russian roulette. Is Rochambeau when you just like kick each other in the balls as hard as you can? Uh, it's where you throw something at your nuts, okay. and then whoever hits the nuts wins. Uh, okay. Like you stand far back and you throw something at your yeah, yeah, at your yeah, beans, yeah, yeah. and you have to present the beans, or you lose. Yeah. So this particular contest. Powerful proves where the rubber meets the road. You could have a fight, one on one fight. You could have a drinking contest. This contest was a contest to see who could raise the dead. Whoa. Yeah. That's the ultimate, man. Yeah. If you're magical. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what you feel. You feel magical. Because if you can raise the dead, you can fuck the dead. Dude. Who would you raise from the dead and fuck? Uh, huh. That was a stumper, dude. Ayn Rand. Oh, man. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to say Pete Steele. You'd fuck Pete? I'd fuck him. I'd let him fuck me. If I got his cum on me, you know how magical I'd be? As magical as people believe in the Bible. This bums me out, dude. Ayn Rand was funny. Yeah. Because... She's libertarian ideals. Yeah. She's a very selfish, independent person. Sure. Just like a lot of, uh, you know, her folk. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
not quite as shocking as saying and Frank, you know? No. You went. Yeah. For Pete. Yeah. You sure you'd do that? No, I wouldn't do that. Okay, but, good. Yeah, you know, I'd probably take a – I'd raise up and jack off in my hand and I'd just put a spunk on my chest. It's like a brute. I don't like it. <laughs> and listen, dude, they really went head-to-head. They exhumed a corpse. Mm. So Rodin could demonstrate his spiritual supremacy. This fucking rocks, man. Now, because Rodin exhumed a corpse, Koresh went to the cops. That does not rock at all. No. This is a bitch move. That's a pretty hilarious like trick to pull on somebody, though. It Go is ahead. A, yeah, yeah. Raise him up, dude. Raise Let's see up, it. Brother. Yeah, and then he called the fucking cops, bro. Uh, for Ill- illegally exhuming a corpse, the cops told David he would have to show proof, like a photo of the corpse. <clears throat> so Koresh seized the opportunity to seek criminal prosecution of Roden by returning to the Mount Carmel Center with seven armed followers and allegedly attempting to get photographic proof of the exhumation. Koresh's group was disavowed by Roden, and as a result, a fucking gunfight broke out, dude. Hell yeah. Now we're talking, bro. See, that's a problem with that band Mortuary Drape. Yeah. This is, you know, they totally did that. They, they exhumed a course to do necromancy on it. Yeah. And fucking... No uh, gunfight. No gunfight. Yeah, no gunfight, no dice. Now, they did make... They did take a picture of the, the course they exhumed, though. Sure. Album cover. That's fine. But, but you got to have a gunfight to seal the deal. Yeah, but they're Italian. No gunfight, no they? care. They are? I think so. They're from Canada. Mortuary Drape? Yeah, I'm pretty it's sure. It's either Greece or Italy now. Yeah, you're right. That's somewhere like that, yeah. I think you're thinking of war metal here. No, they're both gross. Greece, Italy, gross. Yeah. I think the Greece are grosser than Italians, to be honest with you. Greece and Greece. Yeah. It's all know, the name. dude, but they're like in shape, though. No. Greeks? No. There's a couple of them that are. Sometimes. Yeah, but they have like way cooler mythology. But they go the other way. They got cooler mythology. They do have a rocky mythology, but they stole it yeah. from the Norwegians. That's fine. But the Italians don't have any mythology. If they did, it would just all be a bunch of fucking like, greasy fuck bread dipping motherfuckers. Hey, why are you touching the gabagool? It's yeah. a disrespect to my family. I shoot. Well, they shoot at them, though. Yeah. I like that. But Buffalo Mots, man, they're shooting that shit at them. They're sub-zero and a fucking ball of mozzarella at somebody. That rocks. I'll take that. I know you would because you are that. <laughs> yes. Man. Let it I hope flow. I fucking die on Italian food, man. What? I hope I die from eating Italian it's food. It's so good, dude. Yeah. I, well, I mean, like, I it's hate It's good because it. the people are bad. Like, my wife was like, can you go get some Italian food? I was like, we can go get it. There's man. nowhere to get it here. There's some decent places. No, there's not. There's one. Where? It's called JNS Italian Villa. That's not good. It's under, I've had it. It's Italian not good. Place. It's all right. It's not good, dude. Okay. I mean. I think I would know. You're right. <laughs> I told her, I was like, we're not bringing that home, though. She's like, why? Well, I, like, I don't want that shit in my house. Yeah, it stinks. I don't want that shit in my house. You bring it in with bad spirits. Well, dude, you kids. Oh, fuck, man. I, I, told, I was like, we can eat it. We're going to eat it on the fucking sidewalk. Yeah. I'll let the fucking shit stay there. I don't want it in my body. Yeah, that place sucks, though, man. How okay, dare you? whatever. How, it's why right. you it's, it's the best us. out of here. That's bad. Yeah. That's not good news. Yeah, no, that's not good. 
I don't fucking like Italian. This should be honest. I fucking hate Italian food. No, you don't. You know, and the thing is, is it's not so much. You're the a food. big carb baby, dude. The thing is, it's not Italian food. You're a baby raised That's on problems. It's the fucking. I'm superstitious, dude. I don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't want it around me, man. <laughs> That's true. I fucking. Don't I back like that it. movement. You fucking creamy ass, fucking lung breathing motherfuckers. Yeah. Hogging up all the fucking bread at the market. Yeah. I like a gravy though. I do too. I like. Well, you're talking about. What kind of gravy? Gravy, dude. Oh, you mean like, uh, you know, Italian shit? Yeah. Well, the thing is here, it's different. (laughs) Where you come from. (laughs) That's the problem. People are like, COVID-19 came from China. I know where it really came from. (laughs) That's why all you motherfuckers died off. (laughs) You're breathing hard from the gravy. Man, I do. I love a gunfight, though. Yeah. When the sheriff arrived, Roden had suffered from a minor gunshot wound and he was pinned down behind a tree. As a result of the incident, I don't think a lot of people know about this. Chris's original legal trouble. Him and his followers were charged with attempted murder. At the trial, Koresh explained that he went to Mount Carmel to uncover evidence of criminal disturbance of a corpse by Roden. Koresh's followers were all acquitted, and then in Koresh's particular case, a mistrial was declared. In 1989, Roden ended up murdering Wayman Dale Adair with an axe blow to the back of the skull after Adair stated his belief that he, Adair, was the true messiah. That's a problem with religions where they're going to have a Messiah coming up. I don't get it, man. You, yeah. you got Jesus and you're, you keep trying. It's money. I mean, I feel like it has to be. It, it definitely money. is. It's yeah. money and power. Because when you're the guy, you're getting fucked. Yeah. You're getting the cash. But as a result of all the religious inclination and the ideals that someone was actually a Messiah, Roden was said to be insane by a judge and confined to a psychiatric hospital in Big Spring, Texas, rather than prison. Huh. And it turned out Roden owed thousands of dollars in unpaid taxes on the Mount Carmel Center. That allowed for Koresh and his followers to raise the money and reclaim the property for their own. They have way better mental health in Texas here than they do in Arkansas. Is that true? Yeah. Well, he's in good hands. Did I know of people that are like legit fucking bonkers? They just put them in jail. Here, yeah. I, I, I and I've actually like when I worked security at a hospital. Yeah, there was a dude I, that would like do some crazy shit. He pulled muscles out of his legs and like oh, yeah. shoved batteries and stuff. Sure. He fucking ripped his own nuts off and threw him at a guard. Woo! Because God told him to. And they just kept him in jail. That's what happened here. But that guy went to a fucking... That's crazy. Yeah, he went to the mental center, but then Roden continued to harass the Koresh faction by filing legal papers while he was imprisoned. When Koresh and his followers reclaimed the Mount Carmel Center, they discovered that tenants who had rented from Roden left behind a meth lab which Koresh reported to the local police department, and he asked them to have it removed. How did Vernon Howell become David Koresh? Well, he filed a petition in California State Superior Court, Pomona, California, 
May 15, 1990, to change his name for publicity and business purposes to David Koresh. On August 28, 1990, Judge Robert Martinez granted the petition. Koresh is the biblical name for Cyrus the Great. Cyrus was a Persian king who was named the Messiah because he freed the Jews from Babylonian captivity. His first name, David, symbolized the lineage directly to the biblical king David, from whom the new Messiah would descend, which in the Bible is Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is a descendant directly of King David. By taking the name of David Koresh, he was professing himself to be the spiritual descendant of King David, a messianic figure carrying out a divinely commissioned errand. Oh, wow. Errand is a strong word for somebody trying to save humanity. Yeah. An errand? Yeah, but dude, you have A fucking errand, bro? Like, the 90s is the peak of fucking, like, doing some cool shit on guitar. Yeah. Because right after the 80s, they're breaking solo and shit. Right. But you got a Jackson. You got a BC Rich. Yeah. You got a rock and He was playing Dinkies, dude. Oh, yeah. And BC Riches. Yeah. The thing is, you got like a rocking hairstyle. You're wearing some like cool fucking. They're not. They're sunglasses, but they're prescription. Right. Yeah. And they're just wear, like a. They're like a tinted aviator. You're wearing tight jeans. Uh huh. He's and fuckable, bro. And you look like you're in bad company. Yeah. But you are bad company. He is bad company, indeed. You know, tight shit. Yeah. Now, I bet he fucks so hard, man. Be careful, because this is where we're going next, man. This is a big deal. And look. Guys, you got to listen to the whole thing. Don't get bad and turn it off. You need to figure it out because I'm not on the side of a pedophile. And this is where we're headed to. This is where we got to figure out. This is where we got to wade through dirty, dirty waters. The worst waters to figure out where we're at. Koresh, in the media, by the FBI, was alleged to have been involved and multiple incidents of physical and sexual abuse against children. No laughing matter, no small deed, no easy allegation. His doctrine of the house of David did lead to marriages with both married and single women within the Branch Davidians. This doctrine was based on a purported revelation that involved the procreation of 24 children by chosen women within the community. The 24 children were to serve as the ruling elders over the millennium after the return of Christ. These women were purportedly chosen through this doctrine, including at least one underage girl, Michelle Jones, who was the younger sister of Koresh's legal wife, Rachel, the daughter of lifelong Branch Davidians, Perry and Mary Bell Jones. Which says to me that maybe they weren't fucking. I don't know. Well, it's his wife's little sister. Yeah. Members of his congregation had her. So there's this weird marriage thing. I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to defend the or, guy. Or, you know, any, any time, I feel like any time in a cult situation where you're not going to a hospital to have a kid. Yeah. Which is not what he did. He definitely had him on the compound. 
Oh, yeah. But he could have also had sex with the younger sister, had a baby. Possible. And said, hey, possible. just say this is your daughter. Very you possible. I, um, I don't know. This is the hard part. This is the tricky part about Waco. Because, again, and here's an important thing to know. If he married a 15-year-old girl, it's wrong. Fuck him. I'm not on his side. But it's important to know legally in Texas, if the parents agree, that's completely legal. It's like that here in Arkansas, too. Yeah. It's a dumb fucking shit-ass retarded law. But that's the way it is. So that means it's not a crime. So the FBI can't use it to raid their compounds. Ah, So crazy. Which, again, kill Koresh, whatever. But innocent people, children, women that died, this is not good justification for that is the case I'm trying to make. It would be really cool if I could get a job where there's pedophiles and they get them to come into a room yeah. and they put a gun in their mouth yeah. and they pull a trigger and blow their brains out. But yeah, I want to be behind them yeah. and drink their blood. Okay. You don't want to shoot them. You just want to munch. No, I want to watch them die and taste the death. That's not good. You got problems, I would worry. <laughs> Six-month investigation of sexual abuse allegations by the Texas CPS in 1992 failed to turn up any evidence, possibly, though, because the branch civilians con- concealed the spiritual marriage of Koresh to Michelle. Sure. And they assigned a surrogate husband, David Thibodeau, to the young girl for the sake of appearances. Also, Thibodeau says they were in love. Yeah. And Thibodeau was young. How do you make somebody marry Uranimus McCulkin? What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> damn, I for, yeah. In the yeah, in the National Geographic series. Na- Na- the same guy that Netflix? No. It was at National Geographic first. Oh yeah. But in the Netflix show, it's the dude that played Uranus. That's the same Shit. show. Yeah, they Is just it really? put it on Netflix. Yeah, it was from a few years uh, ago. Okay. I think. I something like that. Um, but yeah. yeah, the guy that played Euronymous is Thibodeau. But Thibodeau said that they were in love in his 1999 book. But Koresh says, and a lot of the members say it was sake of appearances. And the girl that plays that is a girl from Ozark, and she looks... A lot better in this than she does in Ozark. She looks, she's that way she does. That's a good actress, dude. Yeah. The way she does that frown thing. And the internet loves that quote where she's like, Yeah, I don't know shit about fuck. I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't know shit about fuck. I've heard that a thousand times in my life. She got that frowny. You ever watch Ozark? Uh, it's pretty good, man. Oh, check it. A lot of murder. I've been in the Ozarks. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, it's like right up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of murders that happen up there, dude. Yeah. That's a crazy place to go disappear. They ain't finding you unless they need to. Yeah, that's what the whole premise is, brother. Now, regarding the allegations of physical abuse, the evidence is not certain. In one widely reported incident, some ex-members claim that Koresh became irritated with the cries of his son, Suris, and spanked the child severely for several minutes on three consecutive visits to the child's bedroom. In a second report, a man involved in a custody battle visited the Mount Carmel Center 
and claimed to have seen the beating of a young boy with a stick. Now, the custody battle, again, he was trying to get his kids away from Mount Carmel, and so he could have easily made something up. And also, according to Thibodeau, the beatings, especially the one of his son that got reported about, he pulled the stick out in the auditorium, made it seem like he was going to go spank his child for eating ice cream, but it was really a scare tactic to make his son admit to eating ice cream. And then when his son admitted to it, he just fed his son and the rest of the congregation the ice cream. Kind of like whenever Jesus took one fish and made it many. Yeah. You know. They spread the ice cream around. Spreading the ice cream around. What if he came in the ice cream before he fed it? That's, that's probably exactly what happened. <laughs> Here you go, son. Eat my ice cream. Now, finally, <laughs> the FBI's justification for forcing an end to the 51-day standoff was predicted on the charge that Koresh was abusing children inside of the Mount Carmel Center. There were allegations that he had fathered children with underage girls in the branch. In hours following the deadly conflagration, Attorney General Janet Reno told reporters, we had specific information that babies were being beaten. However, FBI Director William Sessions publicly denied the charge and told reporters that they had no such information about child abuse inside the Mount Carmel Center. A careful examination of the other child abuse allegations found the evidence to be weak and ambiguous, casting doubt on the allegations. The allegations of child abuse stem largely from detractors and ex-members. The 1993 Justice Department report cites allegations of child sexual and physical abuse. Legal scholars point out that the ATF had no legal jurisdiction in the matter of child protection, and it appears that these accounts were inserted by the ATF to inflame the case against Koresh. For example... The account of former Branch Davidian Janine Buns. <laughs> Janine Buns. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> hey, come with me, me James. We need to go ahead and Janine up. Let's get real serious out here. Janine Buns on the story. Janine Buns <laughs> is reproduced in an ATF affidavit. She claimed that Koresh had fathered at least 15 children with various women and girls, and that she personally had delivered seven of these infants. Buns. (laughs) (laughs) Buns! Buns! Also claimed (laughs) that Koresh would annul all the marriages of couples who were going into the group as married, and then he had exclusive sexual access to the women and girls. Janine Buns. (laughs) (laughs) In his book, James Tabor states that Koresh acknowledged on on a videotape sent out of the compound during the siege that he had fathered more than 12 children by several wives. On March 3rd, 1993, during negotiations to secure the release of the remaining children, Koresh 
advised hostage negotiators that my children are different than those others, referring to his direct lineage versus the children that ended up being released from the compound in exchange for milk. What's the Buns lineage like? You don't want to be in the Buns family tree, dude. <laughs> Man, I wish my last name was Bung. Buns. Buns. <laughs> Buns is hilarious, dude. Yeah. I remember hearing that when I was a kid and being like, Buns. Well, I fucking showed my ass at a family reunion. B-U-N-D-S. Buns. I showed my fucking ass at a family reunion and my aunt goes, he just showed his buns to everybody, but also showed my nuts too. And yeah, she, she when she called him, she called him fucking tutors. No, no, she she called him the gotchas. I got that whiz. <laughs> she. So, in addition to allegations of sexual abuse and misconduct, Koresh and his followers were suspected of stockpiling illegal weapons. So, in May 1992, Chief Deputy Daniel. Weinberg of the McLean County Sheriff's Department called the ATF <laughs> <laughs> the Clan McLeod. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that could be only one. Dude, uh, uh, Sean Connery's character in Highlander is so absurd. I know he's Spanish. Dude, he's Spanish, but he just talks exactly like Sean Connery, who yeah, is clearly yeah. Irish. And then he That's comes Scottish, back. It's Scottish, ridiculous. Oi, yeah. McLeod, ye fucking faggot. Listen to me <laughs> as I regale you in the tales of Spanish lore. Have you ever seen the second one? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> that one's way crazier to me. Yeah, it's a, it's a better movie, though. It is. Not a better soundtrack. Oh, no, the soundtrack. Here we are. Born to be kings. Sucking fucking dick and fucking me. That's a hard Queen song, dude. Queen rocks, dude. Yeah. Literally. But that was like a power. <laughs> that was like a metal fucking. It was yeah. like Manowarish, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that show as a kid and just being jazzed. <laughs> and just being like, if I could be immortal but serve the Lord. <laughs> Which technically Immortal dude Yeah that's yeah, the move dude. dude you go to heaven Yeah You I, serve him for an that's eternity the thing. That's what started for me man Is I have a cool Here blade Here we are With Jesus the king Raising the flag for our God We'll never suck ding Yeah Yeah <laughs> That's the ultimate like Live it <laughs> yeah, that shit rocks, dude. What a great... I'm going to blast that the fuck home, man. Here we are. Jesus is king and he would never have sex with a man because that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> man, dude, he had some pipes on him, man, because he fucking like, had that weird-ass mouth problem. Yeah. And he just allowed for some crazy vocal range. Yeah, he blasted. Uh, He's in there, dude. He's in there with the Halford. Nah. You got Dio... Yeah. I'm talking like just all time singers. Relax. You got yeah. Dio. Yeah. Halford. Uh-huh. Eric Adams. Yeah. And I don't care who else. In that order? Yeah. I think Eric's. Look, dude, here's the deal. Eric Adams is probably a better singer than Halford. Yeah. But he's not as cool. No, no, no. 
you're right. You're right. So somebody asked me that question. Say Eric Adams or but Dio like, Dio's by far. But I'm saying like as far as like vocal vocalists go, Dio. Did, I mean ever Dio in top five. Dio's one through five. Yeah, I mean Freddie Mercury rocks dude, but he doesn't have shit on Dio. Yeah, but they're he's not trying to like just hit highs all crazy. He's just a good singer. Dio's got range too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I love it. I love it. He's the one. Dio's the best singer of all time. I watched Beastmaster the other day. Dude, Dio's better than Whitney Houston. Yeah. Mariah Carey. Uh Uh-huh. Pavarotti. Who do people think are good singers? Oh, man. Dio smokes them all. Pavarotti. Who the fuck is that? It's an opera singer that's a rapist, too. Oh, well, yeah. He's Italian. Like you. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're a rapist. Nah. No, come on, dude. You know that's not true. Do you just in your DNA? Yeah, but I never have done anything even close to. Can sketchy. you make pasta by hand? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! Oh. That's how you. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah, it's very easy. Where did uh, pasta come from? China. Yeah, see, that's a trick question. <laughs> the thing is, is it did, but you knew. And, and, and I saw that look yeah. in your eye. Yeah. I saw the look yeah, in your eye. Yeah, you got eye. me, bro. And you go. You got me. You looked at me, and you were like, oh, <laughs> well, it's Italy, but I'm going to say China. No, it's not Italy. It's China, dude. I know it's China. Yeah, that's where pasta came but from. But you looked at me. You questioned right before you were going to say, if I say the wrong thing here, <laughs> no. they're going to know where I could care from. less, dude. Yeah. I know where it's from. You're going to go, like, when you... What kind of tomatoes? I'm a fucking chef, bro. What kind of tomatoes do you like? Where, where do they? Where do good tomatoes come from? California. They're better than Italian tomatoes all day, every day, any yeah, day. Yeah, America, bro. I know. Yeah, I got you. Bro. Oh, say can you cream in the butt of a guy? How our boners did stand at the sight of an anus. And my cock helmet's red glare, (laughs) my cumbersting in derriere, (laughs) gave skeet to a guy. I'm a faggot, so there. Oh, gay does that star-spangled banner yet spray over the land of the queens and the cum of the gays. That was beautiful. You know what, man? That's the best hot dog I've ever tasted without tasting one in the song. Yeah, I'm glad you said. I'm glad you said California because you, yeah. like, you remember Sopranos. He goes, he's like, you got to move over there to Jersey with the they got the tomatoes make you retarded. <laughs> I do remember the that poisoned wrong. and retarded. It's true, dude. You get retarded from a Jersey tomato. <laughs> Yeah, sorry to go so far off course. This is what people hate. That was beautiful. Thanks. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> That's off the top of the dome, dude. I can feel Sometimes it I just be running them, dude. Yeah. Sometimes I run like we that. We got to get you to sing. 
<laughs> at a baseball game. Yeah, that's that, the end all be all for me. I man. had to listen to it to remember it because it's already have to gone. Go to that one fucking retard field. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm talking oh about, my dude. God. If we can get you there, oh man, my god, they would be like, hey, but yeah, <laughs> but he might also be retarded, so we gotta leave him alone. They would be like, all right, cool, what's gay? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Okay. So let's get back into it because these weapon charges are fucking dicey, bro. May 1992. Chief Deputy Daniel Weinberg of the McLennan County Sheriff's Department. <clears throat> Stop laughing at that, dude. The McLennan County Sheriff's Department called the ATF to notify them that his office had been contacted by a local UPS representative concerned about a report by a local driver. The UPS driver said... A package had been broken open on a delivery to the Branch Davidian residence, revealing firearms, inert grenade casings, and black powder. On June 9th, the ATF opened a formal investigation, and a week later, it was classified as sensitive, thereby calling a high degree of oversight from both Houston and the headquarters. The documentary Inside Waco claims that the investigation started when in 1992 the ATF became concerned over reports of automatic gunfire coming from the compound. On July 30th, ATF agents David Aguilera and Skinner visited the Branch Davidians gun dealer Henry McMahon, who tried to get them to talk with Koresh on the phone. Koresh offered to let ATF investigate the branch's weapons and paperwork and asked to speak with Aguilera, but Aguilera declined. Sheriff Harwell told reporters law enforcement had talked to Koresh and he tried to tell Koresh, just go out and talk to them. What's wrong with notifying them? The ATF began surveillance from a house across the road from the compound several months before the siege began. Their cover was noticeably poor. The quote-unquote college students that were spying on them were in their 30s. They all had new cars. None of them were registered at the local schools. And they did not keep a schedule that would have fit any legitimate employment of classes. The investigation included sending in an undercover agent named Robert Rodriguez, whose identity Koresh learned, though he chose not to reveal this fact until the day of the raid. The ATF obtained a search warrant on suspicion that the Davidians were modifying guns to have illegal automatic fire capability. Former branch member Mark Brialt claimed that Koresh had M16 lower receiver parts, which combined an M16 trigger component with a modified AR-15 lower receiver, and according to the ATF, that's constructive possession of an unregistered machine gun. And that's regulated in the Firearm Owners Protection Act of 1986. So there we go from how did David Koresh start? The crazy shit he went to to get where he was at? And why is the government looking into them? And as far as the government's case, you can see it's all kind of fucking circumstantial. Nothing is solidified enough. And again, look, 
I don't think the guy is a saint. I don't even think he's a good person, but I do think that there was a lot of people killed for no reason. I'm not a religious guy. I don't believe in God. I think that extreme religion taken to the fucking great depths of being in a cult, especially is dangerous and wrong. But do I think people should die over it? Do I think our government should have the authority to kill women and children? Do I think our government should even have the authority to raid a church? It's essentially a church. It's a live-in church. Absolutely not. If they don't pay taxes, they should be able to. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, this whole thing is always bothered me my entire life and like i said i hope we've done a good job i know we've been goofing a little bit but these episodes are a big deal to me because this is kind of when i started deciding that i wasn't a christian sure yeah me too i think it was in i was in the i was in kindergarten yeah and i kind of remember all this shit i remember being in st louis visiting one of my grandma's friends and the shit was on the news yeah and then they were comparing this to uh the oklahoma city bombing even, yeah. You know, I was like, what the fuck? Wait. This happened before that. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe it was around that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was a kid. But yeah, yeah, sure. Weird. But anyway, yeah, point being is that this was a giant event in America. I mean, I think it made a lot of people feel weird about their religion. It just really... What could get to your heart this event because especially, you know, I I mean, obviously diving back into it because I watched that series that ended up on Netflix, which I believe is the National Geographic series where, uh, I mean, they slaughter women and children. There's no easy way around it, but I want to get to the, I wanted to get to the bottom of it, the meat, the pulp, and we got another episode or two to go about it, but it's good to get to know David Koresh because there's not a ton of information on him, but he's really... Right now, in my mind, not the guy they painted him to be. No. Because they painted him to be a rapist, a pedophile, ready to go to war, potential murderer. And we'll be looking forward to continuing this series next week. Hey, if you guys like this show and you do want to help us out, there's a lot of ways to do it. One that can benefit you. Again, our sponsor, BeerBong.com. Promo code DMD20. That'll get you 20% off and free fucking shipping on all types of accessories to get you honkled smooth. Honkled. And honkled fast. Oh, man. And, you know, like, we are just waiting. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to show you guys how I rip into them. And also, we never expect you to spend money, but if you can spare $5, we give an extra episode every week. So that's four episodes a month. Just five bucks. Patreon.com backslash death metal detectives. And most of that money right now, all of that money is going to our producer, Brian, who just had a liver transplant. So if you could help us ease that load, that fucking rock and you'll get an extra episode. If you're, if you want to hear more, that's where to get it. We're loose. Yeah. We're live. We're fucking, um, if you don't want to do that, no problem. Don't care. Money sucks. Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, talk some shit, whatever. Five-star reviews help. 
Social media, we're always here to talk to you. Any of them. Instagram, Facebook. You can join our Facebook group. Death Metal Dicks, the group. Get in there. We'll love to see your memes. We'll have a good time with you. We'll razz somebody. And we love you. Always want to remind you of that. We appreciate listening to the podcast. We do anything for you. Yeah. I mean, probably not help you move if you live in a different state. Yeah. But we'll talk to you about it. Fly me out. Yeah. And give me beer. I'll help you. Yeah. I'll help you do whatever, dude. Sure. If you have, dude, listen. If you fly us out to break up with your wife or girlfriend, yeah, we can have a hell of a time doing that. Yeah, we could do that for you. We Uh, could get you married. We could do that for you. I'm ordained. Yeah. What song did you pick to pair up with Waco, buddy? Since right now we're in a little bit of hard times, we can't yeah. really do reviews. That's true. Uh, I feel like this is going to be one of the albums of the year, and I chose a band that definitely has a little bit to do with what we're doing. Uh, I picked the Caustic Wound uh, Blast Casualty. Tasty. Just fucking brutal goddamn death grind. Yeah. This shit rules, man. Rips. If you like that fucking D-beat shit... But you want your death metal and you want your grind. This is it, man. Good call. All right, guys. We love you for real. No shit. It's tough times. You can always lean on the boys. We'll see you on the next episode of Death Metal. We forgot that up top. (laughs) See ya.